Blessed be the name of the Lord. You're fighting for us, Lord. If it hadn't have been for the Lord that's on our side. Oh, God, we're so thankful. Lord, do we have confidence, Lord, that we're not alone in this battle. We're not alone in the times of trouble and the things that we face. Or the situations that arise and the things that goes on around us. We're never alone. Lord, tonight I ask that you would just help us to be aware. Lord, aware of another dimension. Lord, aware, Lord, that there's angels of fire, chariots of fire. There's more with us than there is against us. And Lord, we just want to thank you, Father. Lord, that you're even with us, even in us to the end of the world. Lord, that we never, ever, ever will be fighting alone. Lord, we just commit the service to your hands, Lord, everything to be said and done. Just ask God that you would just take us under your control. In Jesus' name. Amen. Hallelujah. Let's turn to Joshua 5. Amen. In verse 13. to continue tonight on the Lord is a man of war. So Joshua 5 and verse 13, and it came to pass when Joshua was by Jericho that he lifted up his eyes and looked and behold, there stood a man over against him with his sword drawn in his hand. And Joshua went unto him and said unto him, art thou for us or for our adversaries? And he said, Nay, but as the captain of the host of the Lord am I now come. And Joshua fell on his face to the earth and did worship and said unto him, What saith my Lord unto his servant? And the captain of the Lord's host said unto Joshua, Loose thy shoes from off thy foot, for the place whereon thou standest is holy. And Joshua did so. Amen. We'll let you be seated. Speaking on this about the Lord is a man of war. Spoke last Wednesday on the Lord's host or the 
God of angel armies. And, and, you know, as we read in our scripture, as we read as Joshua would be there looking out over the, the landscape and maybe no doubt looking towards Jericho because that was the opening uh, city into the promised land. And he knew he had to take that place first. And it was a very great stronghold. And we know there was giants there, the son of Anak. And, and there were great walls and, and a great impossible, maybe impossible looking situation, for, especially for a, a people that was not a trained army, that didn't have maybe the greatest of equipment and uh, didn't have the things that would maybe need to take a wall down as far as what humanly thinking. But, you know, as he would look at these things, he would turn, you know, from, from looking at that city and its impossibilities. And the scripture said that he would actually lift up his eyes and look, and behold, there stood a man. You know, and I begin to think of how, what, what was happening here, that this man came down to place himself in the battle. He, he came to show that he, he came to declare, I am here. He came to declare to Joshua, you are not alone. You're not fighting alone. And you know, you notice there that his sword was drawn. It's actually a posture of war. It's, you know, usually when you're at peace, your sword would be in, in a scabbard or, or in, in, around your belt somewhere. But he had his sword drawn. It was unsheathed. It was ready to go to war. You know, and, and I want you to understand this angel uh, did not come down to lose. He did not come down to be defeated. He wanted Joshua to know that you're not alone. I've been with you every step of the way. I've been with you through the Red Sea. I've been with you through the bitter waters, through the desert. I fought with you against every enemy that tried to stand against you. I was there, but now I'm here. Amen. And he knows your battles. He knows about your trials. And amen. The reason why he would know about it is because he's been told about it. You know, I, I, would, I would like to look at a few scriptures, and we're going to go through quite a bit of them about the angels this, this evening and their position and what they do. But in, and Jesus spoke of their angels, and he spoke about us becoming as little children, to have faith as little children. And then he goes on in, in, in Matthew chapter 18 and verse 10. You can, take, you can read this whole chapter, but just want to take this one verse he says, take heed that you despise not one of these little ones or, or these believers, these little ones. For I say unto you that in heaven, their angels do always behold the face of my father, which is in heaven, their angels. Amen. And so, and then Hebrews one and verse 13, Paul would speak about it. He said, but to which of the angels said he at any time sit on my right hand until I make thine enemies thy footstool. Are they not all ministering spirits sent forth to minister for them who shall be heirs of salvation? In other words, God has never said to one angel, Take your seat next to me at my right hand until I force your whispering enemies to be a rug under your feet. But so what, then what role do the angels have? The angels are spirit messengers or ministers sent by God to serve those who are going to be saved. See, God always has ministering spirits. 
Amen. You know, Brother Bradham said, I believe in them. He said, I believe in ministering spirits sent from the presence of God. The Holy Spirit ministers, leads the church, but guardian angels that watch over us. Because the scripture says there, their angels always behold the face of my Father, which is in heaven. He said, just like when the coming of Jesus, he sent the angel down from heaven by the name of Gabriel. Amen. He said, now, you know, there's minor angels, he said, but you see, there's angels. Everyone has a guardian angel according to the scripture. Jesus said, their angels always behold my Father's face, in he- which is in heaven. In other words, your angel ha- has the ability to go to your Father and to let him know what is going on in your life. Amen. To, to remind him or to remind, to tell him about, hey, this, this you know, just as he would, t- we'd read about it here in a moment, but as Brother Brown would pick it up and against the Hebrew children, as they would be in that moment of despair and, and that moment of seeming impossible situation and, and looks like they're going to die. Looks like it's all over. Looks like the, it's wrote, the history's wrote, it's already done, it's finished, the fire's built and it's, it's there and it's finished. But he said, and, and they was going on their way to, to do what, what looked like immediate death. But he said, let's turn the scene for just a moment and look at what's going on at the same time in heaven. He said, at the same time in heaven, he said, I can see an angel that would walk up to the father and say, father, have you seen what's going on down on earth? Amen. And you know, I want you to understand that these angels are not just somewhere out, somewhere in the, in the wild blue yonder, but they're even in this building even right now. I believe they're very personal. I believe, you know, many times we, we don't understand how close they really are, how much influence they have on our lives or how, how much that we bump into them every day. Amen. Into that presence, into those moments. Amen. Amen. And getting you ready sometimes, you know, as, as even the prophet of God would speak about the angel that beat, amen, the messenger to the well when he went to go get Rebecca. He said, what was that angel doing? That angel went before him to prepare the hearts. And I believe we can already see that the angel's been stirring the waters tonight as, as he begins to pre- prepare hearts for, for a message, for God to do something. And, and amen. And, he's, and even in healing, what is it? Angel, just as devils or demons would try to come upon you to anoint you to doubt, angels are there to try to anoint your faith to believe. Amen. And in, this is where the Hebrew children were. They were in faith. They even said, whatever king, live forever. But as for us, we're not going to bow. We're not going to bend. We're not going to do no, what you, we're not going to worship that idol. We're going to serve a one true living God. What was it? It was angels there anointing their faith to believe. Amen. And as that was going on in heaven, he said there was an angel that came and said, Father, do you not see what's going on on earth? Now, we know the Father sees it. But, you know, as, as he said, he said, he, he said, yes, I've seen it. He said, I've been up watching it. I've seen it happen. And, and you know, the angel Gabriel would say, you know, well, I've served you many years. I, I've been there for you in many battles and many things on earth. And just let me. And he pulls it. He said, I can see him pull his sword. And he said, let me go down there one more time. Time and I'll defeat them all and I'll set your children free. And he said, the father would say, no, not this, not, I, I, not at this moment. You've been a great angel. You've done great things for me, but I would just, I, I just sit back for a moment. He said, but then another one would come. He said, what was it? It was ministering spirits that were on earth that were coming back to the father to let him know what is going on on earth. 
I want you to understand you're, the devil that is tormenting you is not getting by with one little thing. Cancer's not getting by without God knowing. Amen. Depression, whatever it is, whatever spirit that, is, uh, that has been tormenting you even this week or whatever's going on in your life, it's not getting by with it. Amen. But there's a ministering spirit that has been watching over you. Amen. Letting the Father know what is happening. Amen. And he said, we can see how, he said there was another angel came and his name was Wormwood who had the control of the waters. And Lord, I think Wormwood's been at work in this couple of weeks. We've had a lot of rain. Amen. But he said it had control of the floods and the waters. And he said, you know, let me go down there. And he said, I'll just wipe the whole place off the earth. And he said, no, this is not your time. This is not your moment. He said, well, but I can see as he would stand up from that throne and he would throw off those robes. And he said, but I, he said, y'all have been good. You've done good for me, but I'm going to go myself. I'm going to put myself in the forefront of the battle. You know, he said, Brother Branham said one time there was a minister that tried to tell him there was no such a thing as seeing angels anymore, that angels don't lead the church. It's the Holy Ghost that leads the church. And I said, well, that's right. He said, but we still have angelic beings as ministering spirits sent from the presence of God. He said, he said, well, our church don't believe that. He said, well, I can't help what your church believe. He said, I just know what the Bible teaches. He said, well, Brother Brandon, my angels might have been back in Daniel's time or, or back there somewhere, but not since the Holy Ghost has come. There's no more angels. And I said, well, do you believe Philip had the Holy Ghost? He said, certainly. He said, well, who was it that came to him and told him to leave that great big revival that was having and go to a desert out in the middle of nowhere to meet one Ethiopian? Was it the Holy Spirit? No, sir. It's the angel of the Lord that came to him. And Philip had the Holy Ghost. He said, how many believes Peter had the Holy Ghost? We all do. He said, well, who, who was it right in that night when he was going to jail and they were to cut his head off the next morning? But over in a little house somewhere, they begin to pray. And, there, and he said, who was it that shot, had come in there, fire light come and hung over him and touched him and raised up and said, and dropped the shackles off of him and opened up the doors and led him right out into the streets. Who was that? The angel of the Lord. Amen. That's exactly right. And I'm here to tell you this evening, the same angel is here tonight. Amen. I believe that same angel and that light could appear in just a moment. Amen. In just a situation or things that's going on and begin to anoint your faith to believe that all things are possible. Amen. Even in the, right now tonight that you don't have to wait till tomorrow or next week, but the angels of God begin to shine down upon your life and faith arise in your, in your heart and your life to believe that God is God. And if God be God, he can heal the sick. He can raise the dead. He can break off any shackles. He can open any door. He can cause me to walk out of here a free person. You may have been bound for many years. You may have been bound by all kinds of things. I don't know what your problem is tonight. I just know there's angels still in the church. I just know there's angels still moving in his people. Amen. You wonder what anoints you to sing or what anoints you to worship. Brother Branham said, what it is you're bumping or what anoints you to scream out sometimes. Amen. He said, what is it? He says, you're bumping into angels. I say, let us bump into angels tonight. Let us bump into the presence of angels and realize they have their there standing at attention, ready to move at the finger of God. 
on your behalf. He said, even Paul, great saint, 14 days and nights, no moon, stars, all hope seemed to be gone to be saved. And he went down in the galley to pray and came out and said, wherefore be of good courage for the angel of the Lord, whose servant I am, whose servant I am, stood by me last night saying, fear not Paul. Is that right? He said, what was it? It was the angel of God. Hallelujah. Amen. You know, I've I've witnessed it. Sometimes you don't even realize what is going on in in moments. Supernatural moments can be very natural. Sometimes, you know, until you get past them and you realize, wow, that's a supernatural moment. Amen. My first trip overseas, uh, I went into the jungles with Brother Danny Steam and and Brother Jackie Benton, and and we was was going down this little path to church every night, and and one night was coming home, it was late, dark, the moon was out, and it was a bright moon as it was just a few days ago, and and we was walking with no flashlight down this little path because we'd done been down it several nights. And I was, I was actually the one in front and was leading the way. And as we were walking right along, I felt a hand hit me right here in my chest. And it just stopped me, brought me to a stop. And I, I looked around and I, I didn't know what was going on. And I, I stopped and Brother Danny bumped up against me behind and said, what's wrong? I said, I, I don't know what's wrong. I said, but I just felt something stop me. So he was digging in her pockets, got her flashlights out. And right there in the path was a deadly snake. That I'd have walked right through in just a few more seconds. Amen. Right out in the middle of nowhere. No help anywhere. But what was it? It was angels. The angel knows when there's danger on the path. Amen. He knows where you're going. He knows the path that you take. He knows what's laying right ahead. And many times you may not see it. and You may not know it. And you may not even know what's going on. But all of a sudden, something caused you to step and go another way. Or something stopped you for just a moment. I mean, how many times have you been in a car and you was hurry, 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 but something was delaying you? And the next thing you know, if you'd have been where you wanted to be, you might have been in a car wreck. What was it? We don't realize sometimes we think, well, that just happened. No, God has angels watching over his people. God has angels that are are encamping about you. Amen. And they're not going anywhere. Hallelujah. And so we can see here, it says, what is it? God, it goes, he said, what what does this do? It says, God, talking about the three Hebrew children, he said, what is it, what is it showing? It's showing God is right with them on the march and he will be with you from this night on. Just stand on his word and believe he is his word and what he said he will do. Amen. He said, well, what was it? It's God has ministering spirits or ministering angels. Amen. Amen. You know, uh, he, he would speak of it in Hebrews 12 and verse 22. He said, but ye are come unto Mount Zion, unto the city of the living God, the heavenly Jerusalem, to an innumerable company of angels. An innumerable company of angels. That innumerable means 10,000 times 10,000. It is actually an innumerable multitude. It's a non, an unlimited number. My, what, what did those hills look like? 
there in Judea when that servant come out and he seen they were surrounded by the Syrian army and it seemed impossible and they were going to get taken. Listen, they were there for them. They wasn't there just for anybody in the city. They had picked them out because what was happening was, amen, the, the Assyrian king would try to do something to attack this way and the, and the armies of Israel were right there to meet him every time. And he began to think there was a spy in his midst. Begin to think, well, somebody's giving up my secrets. They're in my bedchamber. <laughs> Listen, the God knows what the devil's up to. Nothing happens as a surprise to God. Amen. Sickness is not a surprise to God. Whatever it is, you can give it a name. Listen, if you give sickness a name that does not give it any more power or any more surprise to God. Hallelujah. Amen. He knows exactly what's going on. He knows the devil's plans. In just a few camps we heard, he cancels the devil's plans. Hallelujah. So many of you wouldn't even been here if it wasn't for God canceling the devil's plan. The devil said, well, I'm going to make you a sop bucket. I'm going to make you there. I'm going to destroy your life. But God had a ministering spirit that said, no, devil, this one's not yours. No, devil, this one don't belong to you. No, you can't touch one hair of the head of this child of God. No, devil, you can't do that. Amen. The devil makes all kind of plans, but just because he makes a plan does not mean he's got the right to carry it out. Because there's ministering spirits there to withstand him. Thousands times thousands, an unlimited number, an innumerable host. So what did those hills look like? When they were looking out there and the, and the servant said, oh, we're, we're surrounded. And uh, Elisha said, well, Lord, open this boy's eyes. And he opened, his eyes were open, he looked around. Thousands times thousands, innumerable hosts. There's more with us than there are against us. That's what you need to realize tonight. There's more with you than there is against you. There's more for you making it than there are those against you making it. There's more for you being healed than there are those give, uh, but for you being sick. There's more for you being delivered than there is those trying to keep you bound. Come on, somebody. There's more for you tonight. You are not alone. God has positioned himself in your midst on your behalf for your need, for your situation. He would say it like this. He said, the believer once anchored in Christ Jesus put on this highway he said, you can't get any way but straight up to God with it. Angels on this highway is there to take care of you. Mm. He said, when we've seen it in the beginning, our first parents fall, we've seen the covenant he made with Adam. He tried to hook the ladder, talking about Jacob's ladder. He tried to hook the ladder to Adam and it failed. And there wasn't no else he could hook it to but to bring it down to his own son and hook it to him. So now that it's hooked to him, it can't fail now. So what are we worried about? What are we stewing about? Where, why are we going along with a great big long face? He said, let's look up and grin. 
Let's try that tonight. You know, just a couple Sundays ago, the pastor was laughing at the devil. Here's a quote for it. You ready? Let's just get look up and grin. Not just grin, look up and laugh. Not just laugh, but raise up holy hands everywhere, praising your God for the victory. Hallelujah. For his promises is yay and amen. Not yes and no. Not yes and no, but yes and yes. Yes and amen. There's no no to it. Hallelujah. There's no no to it. Our foundation stands strong. We're on God. God laid in Zion the cornerstone. Therefore, we can't slip. We can't slide. We can't move. We're coming to the door through Christ, and we may have our ups and downs. That's true enough, sickness and troubles. But remember, come on. But remember, there's a great company of angels all along the road to bear you up at any time and to take you on up when you fall. He promised it, and if he promised it, he has to make a way. And that's why we can say the name of the Lord is a mighty tower. The righteous run into it and say, nothing to bother you anymore. You're in the rock. And the rock, it's not whether you hold on now. It's whether the rock holds you. And the rock will hold. You are safe. Nothing can harm you unless God permits it. Mercy. He would say in a prayer, he said, oh God, we open our heart as we realize we're God's promised children. How many realizes that tonight? God's promised children. Not nothing we've done, but by grace alone we're saved. Oh, God, how can we ever receive the Holy Ghost? How can we, you ever poured in this oil except you ordained it to be so? We were alienated without God, from God, without hope, without promise, without anything in the world. We were without God, without Christ, dying, going to a sinner's hell. Oh, but just thank you, Jesus. Your amazing grace selected us and picked us up and give us these great things and set us on this ladder and open up our eyes, Lord, that we know that we're sitting tonight in the host of a great company of angels. It can't slip. We can't fall. Oh, God, the world thinks we're crazy. We're walking in space. We're held, but we're held up. We're lifted up like an eagle, Lord. We've been caught away in a rapture of faith and glory. And the angels of God are here with us to minister spiritual blessing to us, to help us along the road and encourage us as we see the hill of Zion yonder in sight. Angels have been positioned all along the road to say, come on, child, keep walking. <laughs> you wonder why it is some days you get up and you're all gloomy and you're all down and you're all worried and all fretting, but all of a sudden something speaks in your heart. This is, oh, come on, it's going to get better. It's going to get better. Just keep moving. It's, on, it's God's, God's working it all out for your behalf. And it, ain't, it ain't just your thoughts. It's ministering spirits that are there. 
amen, ministering to you, to hold you up, amen, when you get down, to pick you up when you fall down, amen, to keep you on Zion's road, on the King's Highway. On the King's Highway, you're not walking alone, but there's angels lined up and down, amen, each side of the road to make sure you make it. To make sure you won't fall or you won't fail. Because well, you know why? God's word said you're going to be there. And so for his word to say it, he provides the way to bring it to pass. Amen. Just like he did with the, we can talk about Noah or Moses when he was first born. You know the story. His mama put him in a little ark. He said, Brother Adam said, if we could have saw the real picture of that little ark bobbing up and down on that old rough Nile River as it flowed down through there, he said, if we would have seen an angel down the bank hanging on every limb and one sitting on the basket with a sword drawn knocking every crocodile in the nose. <laughs> Come on, somebody. Amen. The devil tries to reach his hand out and all of a sudden the sword hits him in the hand. No, you can't touch him right now. This is not your moment. This is not the time. You know, he's got to move on a little further. It is God orchestrating things according to his will by angels' position for your benefit. He said one time I was flying to Mexico in the Pan American Airlines. And they have, they have a saying, so we make everything just as comfortable as we can and we want you to enjoy yourself. And he said, I was riding over the top of the mountains down into Mexico. And he said, my goodness, it was a bumpy ride. How many's ever been in one of those bumpy rides? I hate them. They're no fun. I thought, well, the airplane company couldn't help that. They just, some of the elements of the earth, heat and so forth, driving the wind, the air currents in the mountains. But God has promised he can control all the bumpy places. <laughs> So if you're in a bumpy ride right now, he's in control of it. Amen. He said he can control all the bumpy places because he has sent a great army of angels to ascend and descend on our road. Did you ever notice it's only one-way street? There's no wrecks. We're going one way, not returning. We're going up the ladder, not down the ladder. He said many times and every time that a man's ever done anything that's worth anything to God, he walked along, but he said along with God, but we think we've come to some great thing around us, but to think we have to have, to have some great thing around us is curious. He said the believer has that. He said that's the company of angels, the Holy Spirit is accompanied about it. The angels in camp. I know some of you out there love camping, but this is not what I'm talking about. It's not a temporary thing. You go camping, you go up in the mountains, you spend a few days, week, whatever, you're going to come back to that air conditioner, that heat, or that house. Ain't none of you going to go live in a tent if you got your right mind. There's some that do, but they're I'll just say it, they're idiots. But anyway, <laughs> he said, but angels are encamped. This encamped is actually uh, speaking of a, a battle camp. It's a camp, amen, it's, it's designed to be in a specific formation, amen, for your protection. And they don't move. 
Come on, somebody. They don't move. They stay right there with you every day, every moment, every hour, every second. You don't get up tomorrow and the angels have moved. You don't go to bed tonight and the angels are gone. They are encamped. They have positioned themselves, amen, in a battle formation to protect you while you're awake, on your job, while you're asleep, at school, or where you're in church, where you're out on the road somewhere. They are for the, your protection. They watch every move. Did you hear me? They watch every move. They saw when Gehazi and Elisha were trapped down in that city. <laughs> and Gehazi turned around and said, I don't see nothing. And Brother Brown said, maybe many of you didn't last night. He said, but there were those who did. He said, what we need to say is, Lord, open our eyes. I believe we ought to come expecting to see the supernatural. I, I, I come every service, and I've prayed this many, many times. Lord, I want to see the pillar of fire. I want to see that other place, that other dimension. I want to see the angels. I, I want to see you moving. Hey, you know, we do see him moving. But I want God to open my eyes. But too many times our eyes are so filled with many other things and all we can see is our trouble or trial or things around us or problems or situations or brother so-and-so or sister so-and-so or this or that and the other and, and our minds are so stewed up even while we're in church. Even right now, you have been battling thoughts about tomorrow, next week, somebody's been drifting all the way to next year somewhere. But listen, right here among us are angels. Right here among us are ministering spirits. That will bump you a little bit and say, wait a minute, he's talking to you. He's speaking to you. This, I, 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 I've, been, I've been watching here. He, God has specifically designed this service for you. Listen up. It's us ministering spirits that are there trying to get our attention. We're going to go through a lot of scriptures. But Exodus 23 and 20 said, Behold, I send an angel before thee to keep thee in the way. To keep thee in the way. What is the way? The king's highway. His plan. Where he wants you to go. To bring you to a prepared place. <laughs> a place where I have prepared. A prepared place. So our journey has a prepared end. Our journey is not just a journey of, well, I go, go here and this. No, God has, 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 has planned it. It is for a prepared end, a prepared time. But in the way, the angel is there to keep you. Amen. This keep is, means he's in charge of you. He's to guard you, to watch, to protect, to save your life. Mercy. Psalms 34, 7 says, The angel of the Lord encampeth round about them that fear him and delivereth them. So he's not just to be there. He has a work to do. And that work is to deliver you. 
And so if you get sick, his work is to heal you. If you get bound, his work is to deliver you, to set you free. If you get pushed down with depression, his work is ministering spirits or to lift you up again. This deliverance, it means to arm you for war. To arm you for war. It might be a scripture that all of a sudden pops in your mind. You ain't thought of it a long time. What was it? It was a ministering spirit. Amen. Amen. To arm you for war. Amen. To rescue you. He said, or to make you strong or to brace you up. Mm -mm -mm. Sometimes you feel like I'm going to fall. You can't fall. There's an angel holding you. (laughs) Hallelujah. To brace you up, to invigorate you. Many times we've suffered battle fatigue. Lord knows, we seem like we're getting attacked on every side. It seems like the enemy's everywhere. If he ain't, uh, in, uh, people leaving or people getting sick or, or people uh, all kinds of uh, committing all ungodly sins and things, we're getting attacked on every side. Amen. And sometimes we get fatigued and we wonder what in the world's going on. We get bewildered a little bit. But the angel of the Lord is encamping about you to invigorate you again. Amen. To give you a charge and say, hey, this ain't the time to take off your sword or put down your shield. If battle's not over, fight another hill. Take another hill. Take another valley. Take it. You don't know when the last hill will come. You don't know when the last valley will be. Any moment we can come to that last hill. To rescue, to set you free. Psalms 91, my, this is a wonderful scripture, but we'll just go to verse 9. Because thou hast made the Lord, which is my refuge, even the most high, thy habitation. There shall no evil befall thee, neither shall any plague come nigh thy dwelling. Why? Because he he shall give his angels charge over thee. He shall give his angels charge. Charge over thee to keep thee in all thy ways. This is again, charge is to keep or to guard or to keep watch. You're to be their ward, to be protect, to save your life. People think, well, a child's got a guardian angel, but we all have those angels watching over us. To keep the way. The di- the, no matter what the distance, no matter the journey, the road that we take, the direction, he's there to keep. Amen. Psalms 35 and verse 1 says, Please my cause, O Lord, with them that strive with me. Fight against them that fight against me. Take hold of a shield and buckler and stand up for mine help. Draw out also the spear and stop away against them that persecute me. Say unto my soul, I am thy salvation. Let them be confounded and put to shame that seek after my soul. Let them be turned back and brought to confusion that devise my hurt. Let them be as chaff before the wind and let the angel of the Lord chase them. Oh, hallelujah. Amen. Let's turn the angel of the Lord loose on cancer. Let's turn the angel of the Lord loose on our problem. Let him chase them. 
Amen. Let their way be dark and slippery and let the angel of the Lord persecute them. Hallelujah. The devil's in big trouble. When he goes to touching the hair of one of God's anointed, the devil has signed up for nothing but trouble. Nothing but persecution. Nothing but, amen, the angels will be on their trail with a sword drawn. 2 Kings 19 and 32, Therefore saith the Lord concerning the king of Assyria, he shall not come into this city, nor shoot an arrow there, nor come before it with a shield, nor cast a bank against it. By the way he came, by the same he shall return. What do you think we tell the devil many times? Go back to hell where you came from. Take your hands off of God's property. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. For I will defend this city. Oh, glory to God. The city Zion, this is, this is Jerusalem, but who's new Jerusalem here? I will defend this city. When sickness comes, I will defend it. When sorrow tries to come again, I will stand up against it. When devils of torment tries to carry out my children out of the gates, no, I say, no devil, take your hands off of God's property. I will defend it, saith the Lord, to save it for my own sake and for my servant David's sake. And it came to pass that night that the angel of the Lord went out (laughs) and smote the camp of the Assyrians, a hundred, four score, and five thousand. That's a big number. Come on, Brother Joe, how many is that? A hundred, four score, and five thousand. A hundred and eighty-five thousand. I knew I can count on it. I can count it. A hundred and eighty-five thousand men go to bed that night and don't wake up the next morning. A hundred and eighty-five demons that had been anointed. What do you think these Syrians were anointed by? They were anointed by the devil, fallen angels to come against the children of Almighty God. Hallelujah. But a voice spoke and said, I'm going to defend this city. This is my battle, saith the Lord. I'm going to defend this city. And an angel of the Lord went out and smote the camp. And they arose early in the morning. Who did? The children of Israel. And behold, they were all dead corpse. Mm, 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 mm. What do you think happened that Sunday morning when a little lady ran around this building? The Lord spoke and said, I'll defend this city. And an angel of the Lord followed that word and went and fulfilled what he said. What do you think happened when a little girl stood up in her bed and penned the words, I can, I do, I will believe? The Lord spoke and said, I'll defend this city. And an angel of the Lord followed it and defeated that disease. What do you think happened in that bedroom when a mother began to cry out to God and thank him for saving her from an awful situation? I told that just this weekend and somebody told me, said, you know what? People don't live over those kind of things. A significant brain bleed. 
said that if they do live, they're vegetable. said, I know, I'm in medical. I, I know what I'm talking about. That don't happen unless God says, I will defend this city. Amen. To save it for my sake. Amen. Hallelujah. What was it? Amen. The angel of the Lord came into the room. Don't tell me it didn't happen. I know it happened. Because the presence of God, when it comes, good things happen. And in the middle of that floor, a little boy stood to his feet. Hallelujah. I believe that same angel can fall in this building right now. If somebody will look beyond all the Syrians that are around you and the things that looks impossible and praise God anyhow. And praise God beyond the grief, beyond the failure, beyond the sickness. Beyond the trouble, and what will happen, the angel of the Lord will follow that. Because God said, I will defend this city. Hallelujah. Listen, you don't have to, to worry about defending this message. This message will defend itself. Hallelujah. That's what they say about a lion. Said, you don't have to defend the lion, turn him loose, he'll defend himself. Hallelujah. I'm looking for the word of God to be turned loose out of a believer's mouth and begin to speak the word of God and say it so. Amen. The voice of God go out and say, amen. By the way he came, it's the same way he's going to go. He came from hell. He's going back to hell. And he's going to carry his cancer with him. He's going to carry his high blood pressure with him. He's going to carry his diseases with him because I will defend this city. This is my battle. This is my people. And Satan, you're messing with the wrong family. Hallelujah. Is there some believers here tonight? And say, hey, devil, we've had enough. We've had enough of your nonsense. We've had enough of the things going around. We've had enough. What will happen when the king steps in and says, I will defend it. I'll put my reputation on it. I'll put my God, my blood at stake here. My blood is powerful enough. My God is big enough. We have the same God in the building that gave blind eyes sight. Cancers fell off. Sugar diabetes can leave the building right now. High blood pressure leaves the building. Pain and legs leave the buildings. Hallelujah. Because God said, I will defend it. Hallelujah. And you'll wake up in the morning and that devil that once tormented you is gone. That devil that once around your city is no more. He lost his power. He lost it all. He has nothing. Oh, glory to God. Do we have some children of Israel, children of the Most High God, that'll speak the word and say, Satan, take your hands off of God's property. Tonight, may the Holy Spirit come. May the angels of God encamp about everyone here. That great power of the resurrected Lord just overshadow everyone. Whoa, may the angels of
angels of God split their wings over this building and they distilled dew drops of divine healing drops on every sick person. May pardon from sin drop on every sinner. May they be saved and be healed. We ask it in the name of thy beloved child, Jesus. Oh, hallelujah. Hallelujah. Oh, yes, Lord. Amen. What happened? God will let us get down right to the end of the road because he loves us and he wants to prove his supernaturalness. I love that word. His supernaturalness of his power because he loves us. That's the reason he does it. He just lets us get right down to the place where we're ready to make the last step and then he steps in. He let the Hebrew children get down to the fire furnace, but all of a sudden as they took that last step, fourth man in the fire, man standing there with a limb off the tree of life, saying, look at me and live. Hallelujah, his voice spoke last Wednesday, it wasn't even in my notes, but he's wanting somebody here tonight again to look at him and live. Quit looking at your circumstances. Quit looking at your fear and your anxiety. Look to Jesus. He's the author and the finisher. He can take care of what's ever in between. He is the God of all God and the King of all kings. He'll let you walk right down to the end, but don't ever fear because he never leaves. He's always near. The angel of the Lord encamp about those who fear him. Hallelujah. Oh, blessed be the name of the Lord. We'll let you be seated again for a moment. In Job 1, it says, and the devil complaining. I love to hear the devil complain. It said, have you not made a hedge around his household and around all that he has on every side? So right there in that scripture, we see God has everything you've got protected. You know, you go up to places and says it's under cam- camera surveillance or go up to places and says, you know, some kind of uh, an- uh, anti-theft or something on cars or different signs and posters. The devil needs to see this tonight. I'm protected, protected by the God of angel armies. All around his household. So that means that protection is not just for you, it's for your children. Hallelujah. It's around the things that you own. It's around your house. Protection from God. Hallelujah. Amen. In 2 Samuel 22, the Lord is my rock, my fortress, my deliverer, the God of my strength, and him will I trust, my shield and horn of my salvation, my stronghold, my refuge, my Savior. You save me from violence. Psalm 62, one, truly my soul silently waiteth for God. For him cometh my salvation. He only is my rock and my salvation. He is my defense. He is my defense. I shall not be moved. 2 Thessalonians 3 says, the Lord is faithful who will establish you and guard you from the evil one. Take that, devil. 
I got a guard. In other words, a watchman. What's a watchman do? A watchman sits on the edge of a city. And if he sees the enemy come, he cries out. Enemy's coming. This is what he's doing. A guard you from the evil one. Psalms 34, 19 says, Many are the afflictions of the righteous. Well, that'd be a bad ending. But the Lord delivers him out of them all. There's that word all again. All diseases, all afflictions, all, all sins. The Lord delivers them out of them all. So that means the devil has not come up with anything new that can defeat the word all. He has nothing that can defend against all. Hallelujah. He'll deliver them out of them all. Uh, he said he guards all of his bones and not one of them is broken. So speaking of Jesus, of course, guards all of his bones and not one of them broke. What was guarding that? The word. Angels. As they went and broke the, 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 the two thieves' legs, they would break, go to break Jesus. Something stopped them. What did? Ministering spirits watching over his word. It was an invisible force. They couldn't get past. Guarding them. Guarding the word. Making sure it was going to come to pass as it was spoken. Second Timothy 4, 18 says, The Lord will deliver me from every evil work and preserve me for his heavenly kingdom. Oh, hallelujah. Psalms 18 says, The Lord is my rock and my fortress, my deliverer, my God, my strength in whom I trust, my shield, my horn of my salvation, my stronghold. I will call upon the Lord who is worthy to be praised, so shall I be saved from my enemies. Psalms 37 says, But the salvation of the righteous is from the Lord. Here is their strength in the time of trouble. The Lord shall help them and deliver them. He shall deliver them from the wicked and save them because they trust in him. He said in 121, he said, I lift up my eyes to the hills which cometh my help. My help comes from the Lord who made heaven and earth. He will not allow your foot to be moved. He will not, he he who keeps you will not slumber. In other words, he's always on the job. The devil don't never catch him off guard. (laughs) Hallelujah. Behold, he who keeps Israel shall not slumber or sleep. The Lord is your keeper. Hallelujah. How many can say that? The Lord is my keeper. The Lord is your shade at your right hand. The sun shall not strike you by day, nor the moon by night. The Lord shall preserve you from all evil. He shall preserve your soul. The Lord shall preserve your going out and your coming in from this time forth and even forevermore. Deliver me speedily, my rock of refuge, a fortress of defense to save me. For you are my rock and my fortress. Therefore, for your name's sake, lead me and guide me. Pull me out of the net which they've secretly laid for me. For you are my strength, and to your hand I commit my spirit. You have redeemed me, O Lord God of truth. 
Oh, how great is your goodness, which you have laid up for those who fear you, which you have prepared for those who trust you in the presence of the sons of man. You shall hide them in the secret place of your presence from the plots of man. You shall keep them secretly in the pavilion from the strife of tongues. The Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is the strength of my life. Of whom shall I be afraid? When the wicked come against me to eat up my flesh, my enemies and my foes, they stumbled and fell. Who did? They stumbled and fell. What was they stumbling over? Angels encamped about you. They stumbled and fell. Though an army should encamp against me, my heart shall not fear. Why? Because there's more with me than there's against me. My heart shall not fear. Though a war should rise against me, in this I will be confident because the Lord is on my side. The Lord is on my side. I will not fear. What can man do to me? The Lord is for me among those who help me. Therefore, I shall see my desire on those who hate me. It is better to trust in the Lord than put confidence in man. It is better to trust in the Lord than put confidence in princes. All nations surround me, but in the name of the Lord, I will destroy them. If God be for us, who can be against us? God is our refuge and strength, a very present help. If we could just understand tonight, he's a present help. Not just a help, a present help. He's present in your car. He's present in your room. He's present on your job. He's present there helping you make decisions. Well, you say, well, this one's against me, that one's against but the Lord is on your side. And he's a present help. <laughs> he says, the Lord is a present help in trouble. Therefore, we will not fear. Though the earth be removed, the mountains be carried in the midst of the sea. God is in the midst. She shall not be moved. God shall help her. Whenever I'm afraid, I will trust in you. In God, I will praise his word. In God, I put my trust. I will not fear. What can flesh do to me? If God, I, in God, I put my trust. I will not be afraid. What can man do to me? When they went from one nation to the other, from one kingdom to another people, he permitted no one to do them wrong. Yes, he reproved kings for their sake, saying, Do not touch my anointed ones and do my prophets no harm. Hallelujah. When, the, when, the, when, when Satan comes against you, he's touching, he touches you. He's touching one of God's anointed. And therefore, he is going completely against the word of God. Committing a sin. And there's angels to take note. He touched him. You know, we used to get on our kids, quit being tattletales. You you know, driving down the road, long trips. He's touching me. Quit touching me. There's angels telling God he touched him. He's touching him. God says, I know. I'm not going to let him get by with it. I got a plan. 
God will help us from trouble, from vain, and for vain is the help of man, though God will do violently, for it is he who shall tread down our enemies. For the Lord God will help me, therefore will I not, are you, do you hear yourself here? The Lord God will help me, therefore I will not be disgraced, therefore I've set my face like a flint, and I know that I will not be ashamed, because he is near. Surely the Lord God will help me. Who is he who will condemn me? Indeed, they will all grow up like an old, like a garment, and a moth will heat them up. Those who trust in the Lord are like Mount Zion, which cannot be moved but abides forever. As a mountain surrounds Jerusalem, so the Lord surrounds his people from this time forth and forevermore. Oh, bless our God, you people. Make the voice of his praise be heard, who keeps your soul among the living and does not allow your feet to be moved. Even in your old age, I'm he. Even to great gray hairs, I will carry you. Oh, glory to God. I have made and I will bear. Even I will carry and I will deliver you. So age does not, does not depend. It does not matter how old you are, whether God will care for you or not. All along the road. From zero and even before. All the way to the last breath or the body change. There's angels watching over you. He who dwells in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. For there to be a shadow, there has to be something really close. <laughs> Hallelujah. Under the shadow of the Almighty. I will say of the Lord, he is my refuge, my fortress, my God, in him will I trust. Surely he shall deliver you from the snare of the fowler and from the perilous pestilence. He shall cover you with his feathers. Under his wings you shall take refuge. His truth shall be your shield and buckler. You shall not be afraid of the terror by night, nor the arrow that flies by day, nor the pestilence that walks in darkness, nor the destruction that lays waste at noonday. A thousand may fall at your side and ten thousand at your right hand, but it shall not come nigh thee. Only with your ears shall you look and see the reward of the wicked, because you have made the Lord, who is my refuge, even the Most High, your habitation. No evil shall befall you, neither shall any plague come near your dwelling, for he shall give his angels charge over you to keep you in all your ways. They shall bear you up in their hands, lest you dash your foot against the stone. You shall tread upon the lion and the cobra and the young lion and the serpent. You shall trample, because he has set his love upon me, therefore... I will deliver him and I will set him on high because he has known my name. He shall call upon me and I will answer and I will be with him in trouble. Yeah. Yeah. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Who are you with? I'm with him. Yeah. Who's with me? He is. The very God who created the heavens and earth and spoke, let there be, and the earth spun out and the stars spun out and the sun spun out and all the wonderful creation that we enjoyed for thousands of years and the sun still standing there, stars still at their attention, printing out the very first Bible, still in this place, in this position because of a word that was spoke. Yeah. Because God said, let there 
be, and it was so. And we've read the word of God over and over and over tonight. There has been words that has been spoke on your behalf. On your behalf, on your behalf, on those that are streaming on their behalf around the world. There's a word that has been spoke for your behalf. And not only a why, who spoke it? I didn't speak it. They didn't speak it. God spoke it. And he said, I'm going to do this. And there ain't nothing the devil can do about it. And he may try to touch you. He may try to halt you. He may try to hurt you. He may give you some kind of sickness. But there's an angel saying he's touching him. Oh, yeah, there's an angel that's already said he's touching Ron Spencer. God says, I know. I've got a plan. He don't ever catch him off guard. This might have surprised the doctors. This might have surprised families. It might have surprised churches. It might have surprised people all over the world. But God's not surprised. And he knows exactly how to handle it. And he has ministering spirits. The Bible would speak of it. thought I had it there in my notes. But I didn't see it as I read through those scriptures. Talking about be aware. Because you can entertain angels unaware. I'll never forget one day when I was doing a recycling. Dad rode down there with, we riding the route with me down through South Louisiana, and we'd come through Manny. He said, you know, we ought to go see Brother Gary. He's not feeling good. I think he was having some heart issues or something. So then he said, well, let me call him and see if they're available to meet, maybe to come by for a minute. So he picks up the phone and calls him. He said, sure, we're here. Come on by. Sister Barbara's testimony was he hung up the phone. She said, who was that? He said, we got two angels coming. Ministering spirits. And God came on the scene and touched him in that moment. Maybe it's our attitude needs to be changed. Make us more aware of what's going on around us. God knows exactly what you're going through. The testimony right now of a sister over in North Carolina had been trying to uh, have a baby, have a miscarriage after miscarriage. And, and, and I don't maybe not get everything exactly right, but she had a little girl. And she had just gotten pregnant again, was really up in fear, fear about it, worrying, didn't know what to do. She went to the doctor and as she's coming out, this little girl asked her, said, is your name so-and-so? And she said, well, yes, it is. She said, I thought so. She said, my daddy would like to speak to you. She walks over there to where he's at, and he begins to tell her things. Ask her how her girl is at home, and ask her about her little boy. Here she is pregnant, and he says, don't worry about him. He's going to be all right. She said, well, can I ask you who you are? And he said, I, I don't want to give you my name, but I'm from, I'm from Brother Ron's church. They said, there ain't nobody from their church been there. Brother Ron said, I don't know, but he said, I know the angel comes here every service. Amen. 
The man just goes and they don't even see him no more. Don't know who he is. Don't know what happened. Don't. But God, you're not careful. You'll entertain angels unaware. Angels come to these services night, serve mornings, whatever. Every time the doors are open, coming into these places. Sometimes here, even hours, 30 minutes before you even get here. To prepare the waters. It's something supernatural is about to take place. Something's about to happen. Be prepared. Be watching. I think that's why it's important we come and be ready. Try our best. I know Wednesday nights is hard sometimes getting off of work. But try our best to come early and, and prepare because there's angels ministering spirits. God's going to do something every time. God's going to minister a heart. God's going to save lost. God's going to heal sick. God's going to raise the dead more and more and more and more. I just revisited just this week of the accident. My wife actually turned it on and was, went back in the archives and turned on that Sunday evening service that I would speak on a God we could rely on and told about the accident had taken place in Adriana. Listen, I entertained angels that day. Angels came by that way, ministering spirits. In just a moment, in just a moment, I saw cross eyes made straight. I saw someone who said she couldn't see, said, Daddy, I can see you now. I saw a girl that had it was all scarred up and messed up and dirty and filthy laying. We went back and measured. It flew about 30 feet, flipping end over end. Her head up, ended up against a steel pole. Her head swollen all out. As I rolled her over and her eyes were crossed and she was giving us moan. I was just saying, God, be merciful. I said, I, I just, my mind went back to immediately about, because we was out at the lake there with some friends and young people and just, just enjoying the nature of the beautiful day. It was just a few days ago. It was six years. In just a moment, I said, Lord, I said, I remember two men that were out fishing. One got bit by a snake. And the prophet of God would bend down and begin to pray for him. And in a moment, you took the effects of that bite away. And he said, Lord, we wouldn't be here if we, didn't, if we knew that you wasn't here. And I said, Lord, we're not out here doing anything wrong. We're out here enjoying nature, enjoying fellowship. I said, this has happened to Adriana. Come by. And I said, Lord, uncross her eyes. And I watched as they uncross. And the first words is, I remember, Daddy, I, 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 don't, I, don't, I don't see you. I said, Lord, you uncrossed her eyes. Now will you give her back her sight? And she goes, Daddy, I see you now. She couldn't remember nothing, complete amnesia from the day, had no idea, kept screaming, what am I doing here? What's happened to me? Why am I in this place? And I kept trying to calm her down, called the ambulance. Brother Matthew Simonelli, I believe, was there at the time, called Brother Tim and told him what was going on. He laid the phone down and said, Lord, let there not be one broke bone. 20 minutes, the ambulance gets out to the state park. And, and, and picks her up, and at that moment, about, about 20, 30 minutes, her mind started sparking, and she started realizing what was going on. You know, I was on a ripstick. I come down here, this, that, and the other. All this stuff began to fall in place. They take her to the hospital. 
Ruth gets in the ambulance with her. The kids get in the van with some of the other brother James Lay and his wife and family was there. And I, I go to meet Brother Tim at the gas station up there because my phone was almost dead and didn't have a charger and called him. He said, well, I'll meet you there. And I'm driving along. And next thing I know, my hands are in the air. I'm just, because I've just seen so much things that happened in just a moment. And as I begin to praise the Lord for what I saw and begin to praise God for what happened, I heard my voice speak. And it said, what you've seen in the natural, you'll also see in the supernatural. And you can go listen to it. It's on tape. I got up and testified. I said, I don't know what's about to happen, but God's about to move. I said, because I seen a little girl that had come there and, 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 uh, and going down the wrong path, end up in a bad accident, and God come on the scene and change things in just a moment. We took her to the doctor. They'd done CAT scans, MRIs, couldn't even, the doctor said, I can't even find a sign of a concussion. Said we won't, won't go out to keep her here overnight because because she's been observed knocked out. But he said there, I, there's not one broke bone. There's nothing. Said this is a miracle. If you're describing me what happened, this is a miracle. And just that next Wednesday, as I begin to preach on identity crisis, spiritual identity crisis from that from that that situation, Brother Philip walks in the door that day. Hadn't been in church in what six seven years. And God come on the scene and fulfilled his word. What was at your house? Ministering spirits. Moving behind the scenes. When you don't see him working, he's still working. When you don't feel him working, you think it's just your own feeling. He's still working. He's still moving. He's still moving on the scene. Listen, we are not here to lose. We have not come this far to go down a defeated church. We've been walking through the wilderness long enough. We are in our promised land. And we're not coming to this promised land to be defeated. But the same angel of God that spoke to Moses in a burning bush is the same one that spoke to us in our day. And he's pulled his sword and he's here to deliver every captive. He's here to deliver every father, every mother, every son, every daughter. Hallelujah. I don't care how much the devil has them in prison and has them bound and shackled. There's an angel of God that can go to where they're at and say, it's your time now. Rise up from that thing. They've been praying for you at Evening Light Tabernacle. Get down there. Hallelujah. We've seen it already happen in Brother Justin Ware's life. That ain't the first one. And that ain't the last one. Hallelujah. In just a matter of days, all of Adriana's scars was gone. It was all wiped away. And in just a matter of moments, all of Brother Philip's sin was gone. It was wiped away. It was gone. In the sea of God's forgetfulness. And that same God is in the building tonight. That same angel is in the building tonight. And he's here for the backslider. If I was you, I would run to this altar and say, God, I'm getting right tonight. There's been ministering spirits. Hallelujah. Something nudged me to come to church tonight. This is my moment. If I was sick tonight, I would say, this is my moment. This is my night. There's angels in the building, and they're moving. This place has been charged with the Holy Ghost. 
and the ministering spirits of God. If I was you, I would just yield to it right now. Hallelujah. Oh, yes. There's a believer here tonight. You might be feeling like you're taking your last step. Just hold on. The fourth man's on the way. You might be taking your thin throat to the line. Don't worry. When you get there, the angel will be there. You might be feeling like you're facing the Goliath. The reason you're facing the Goliath is because God believes there's a David inside of you. Hallelujah. And he's here on your behalf and for your need and for your situation. If I was you, I'd say, yes, Lord. That's been you all along touching me. I'm just going to yield to it right now. Now, will you yield to him? You're bumping the angels right now. Brother Mike would tell that story about them going down, thinking they hit an old dead, dead head. He said, Brother Branham said, the angel of the Lord bumped the boat. He's closer than what you think he is. There might be a dead head that's been put in your way for your destruction, but the angel's there to bump your boat, move you over out of the way. Say, no, not today, devil. Not today, Satan. Not today. This ain't your time. Let's just raise our hands and praise him. If you could start to praise him, you've seen God move miraculous ways. You've seen it. With your own eyes. You've seen him to be the same yesterday, today, and forever. If we could just enter into one accord, one of mind and one accord right now and start praising God instead of our situations. What can happen? What can happen in these moments? Oh, just lift your voice to him. It's him. He, he deserves your praise right now. Is there anybody in the building that's been healed by him? Delivered by him, set free by him. Oh, yeah, he, he deserves our praise and our glory and our honor. That's all I begin to do is just praise him for what I saw and how God moved in our midst and God moved in a moment and healed my daughter, changed the whole scene, and then I heard my voice speak. Hallelujah. He's here. It's his moment. It's his time. You're in the presence of the King of kings and the Lord of lords. It's ministering spirits. It's angels of God that's lined around this whole place. Pillars of fire all over the building. Hallelujah. He is here touching every need. He is here healing every sick. He is here touching every bound person. Hallelujah. Oh, it's just up to you. He told Peter, said, get up. It is up to Peter to get up. Now he's told you, get out of that situation. Now you got to move. Hallelujah. Oh, blessed be the name of the Lord. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Lord Jesus, we love you. God, I praise you. I'll never forget that moment you come on that sand. That shore of that lake, Lord, in just a moment, turned my daughter's life around. Seemed like death was right at the door, but you came to bring life and life more abundantly than what we could ever think or ask. Lord, it wasn't just a life of a girl, but it was a life of a husband, of a daddy. Lord, that you would bring back that even today, serving you with all of his heart. Oh, God, what a mighty God you are. 
What a wonderful Savior you are. What a glorious God. We praise you, Lord. There's none like you. You're our God. You're our Savior. You're the healer of the broken pieces. Lord, you're the healer of every disease. You see the diseases that are touching your people. You see the things that are against us. The enemy saying, I'm going to take this one. I'm going to do this. I'm going to destroy this church. I'm doing this. I... Oh, God, you see it. Come forth, man. Angel of God. We just surrender ourselves to you and your presence. Hallelujah. testify of your goodness and mercy to praise you I once was lost but now I'm found I once was blind but now I see oh God I was bound for hell it's as hard as I could go with God rich in mercy God who would reach down and touch me with his presence and his grace love you Father Lord you see the stress Lord some are under tonight you see what the enemy's doing breathing out threatenings but Lord let God arise and his enemies be scattered grant it Jesus we pray in sings my soul 